Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffat and Amanda Hoshite. All right, so here we are again on another fine, you know, honestly, it's rainy here. Is it rainy there? Uh, it's cloudy. It was a big storm last night, but no rain yet. Okay. Although it was, it got to 90 degrees yesterday here. 90? Yes. Oh my gosh. I was unprepared, I will tell you. Um, um, yeah. But uh, now it's 36, so, <laughs> you know. Wow. That is a uh, quite the difference. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it, it is not that warm here. I think it got to 50 something yesterday here in Manitowoc. We are not together in the same room today. Um, I mean, kind but of internetally we are right in the zoom, the zoom room. Uh, but anyway, here we are. It's, uh, it's, it's not good Friday, but this, this episode will release on good Friday. So we're kind of, we've been talking together for a while now, kind of reflecting on what, what is good Friday and what, what does that look like when we, cause I think sometimes we are talking, I think sometimes because it's a yearly thing, right? You have Christmas and you have Easter and you have, you know, the Holy week and Palm Sunday and good Friday and all of these things that we, we celebrate, we, we look at every single week in the church calendar or every single year in the church calendar that it can be very easy to just jump ahead from good Friday to resurrection Sunday. That just reminds me of, so I was telling, talking to someone about, they're like, what are you doing this evening? I said, well, I'm preparing uh, for the Good Friday service. And they said, oh, what do you got to prepare? Isn't it the same story every year? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, kind of. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, just like Christmas is the same story every year. But I, but if, again, if we think of it as just the same story every year, do we miss the poignancy of it do we miss the heft the heaviness the weight of what those stories are right Mm -hmm. i mean one of the reasons i i think back to um you know when the passover the original passover happened Mm -hmm. you know the moses in egypt you know we you and i have both been in the old testament recently Mm -hmm. enough to remember pretty good those stories the the admonition in scripture is tell this story to your kids so that they know. And so that's our admonition too, is tell the Christmas story, tell the Easter story to your kids so that they may know. So that as they grow up, they understand and have, have heard these stories. But with familiarity sometimes comes a lack of, of really feeling the burden of these stories. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it becomes more about the tradition and the impact kind of lessons. It's just something we do, and then we've done it, and we might think about it for a little bit, and then we move on to what's for lunch or right. whatever. Right, and I and I don't want that to be the case. So, you know, I've been really trying each morning um, during these last couple of weeks. I've been listening through from Palm Sunday to to Easter Sunday in in the Gospels each day. I take a different Gospel and I read through from Palm Sunday to Easter Sunday. And just what has happened during this holy week for Jesus. And it is incredible to think in one week's time, how much stuff is jam packed Uh into that week. You have the triumphal entry, which we talked about last week and how everybody was ready to make Jesus King. And yet Jesus wasn't there to be King in the way that they wanted him to be King. 
their thought of the kingdom of God could not get past their own noses when it came to, they, they wanted political power. They wanted military power. They wanted to overthrow the Romans. They had such a small idea of what the kingdom of God could and should be that when Jesus comes in on the donkey and then he goes right to the temple and, and turns over the tables, he's, he's upsetting their paradigm. He's upsetting their idea of what God is supposed to do. And I think- yeah, talked about that disturbing the false peace again right yep yeah same thing with the with the fig tree and its correlation to the pharisees um where he you know i go to a tree and it's supposed to have fruit on it so i can eat and be nourished and i get there and it looks like a tree but there's no fruit you're better off just being dead right and the correlation then he goes to the pharisees and essentially says the same thing right (laughs) to them you're supposed to have fruit you're supposed supposed to have fruit all of the you everything is there for you to be a fruit bearing tree and yet you have no fruit yep then he calls him a lot of other things yeah he does he's he doesn't (laughs) he doesn't hold back the punches this is the final week he's got to get it all in (laughs) but then we think of you know monday thursday and the and the last supper and he he sits with his disciples and he has this meal this passover meal with them washes their feet we read in the gospel of john which is such a beautiful, poignant story. But I go right to the Garden of Gethsemane after that, that where Jesus go, and I've listened to it every day for the last like five days, this, this mm. whole story. And the garden gets me every time. He goes to the yeah. garden. It's late at night. He knows what's coming. Jesus this whole time has known what's coming. Is this, he's tried to tell his disciples, but I don't think the disciples fully got it, right? Yeah, I love he, that it put us in there. They says. They didn't understand until he, and then, but then they put a little like, well, they understood after he was glorified. Right. Like, I just, like, they finally got it way after the fact. Way later. But when he's talking, they're like, what? Right. <laughs> yeah. But I think too, sometimes because we live 2000 years after Perfect. the fact, we have all this church history that gets in, can sometimes get in the way we have, we have scriptures laid out before us that they didn't have. Um, you know, as far as the new Testament, we have all of these things. And so sometimes I think we look at this Holy week story from Palm Sunday through Monday, Thursday, through good Friday to the resurrection from such a, a big, long view away. Like we're at an airplane flying at 30,000 feet. And so we're like, Oh yeah, look, Hey, there's Jesus. Hey, there's this, Hey, there's that. As opposed to being in the midst of it and being able to see from the perspective of Peter, James, or John and saying, I can't stay awake, Jesus. I'm so tired. It's been a long week. You've been teaching all these things. You've been going to the temple. You know, I I gotta sleep. I gotta sleep. And Jesus is like, stay awake. You're gonna fall into temptation. Stay awake. Pray with me. Jesus goes off at the garden and he says, look, Lord, father, there's any other way that this cup can be taken from me and and he said but not your will but mine be done and i kept reflecting on the fact that it at any point in the entirety of this week actually at any point in the entirety of jesus life he could have just said you know what forget Mm -hmm. it i'm done with this these people ain't worth it i'm gonna walk out of here and not come back yeah what, what i think we sometimes forget is jesus was fully human but he's also fully God. And he could, he, he tells a couple times, look, I can call down a legion of angels from heaven if I needed them, if I wanted them to come down. 
but this is the path we've chosen god and i this is the path that that has been determined since day one and the reality is that jesus had a mission and he didn't he didn't say no to the mission yeah even uh, this is just a point that even god submits to god's will yeah Yeah. um and you know i've now let me i don't pick your brain for a little bit yeah absolutely Um, and if I dabble into heresy, you'll let me know. But um, <laughs> but I, when I think about Gethsemane, you know, I've heard people talk about like he just, the cross was painful and any person would be trying to find a different way, right? And I, I think that can be part. I mean, it was a gruesome, horrible death, right? But when I look at, when I look at him in Gethsemane and what he's praying for, when I read into that and and I could be just reading into it, but I'm really, when I think about what happened on the cross, I don't think it's just about Jesus's death, but I think about my father, my father, why have you forsaken me? Yeah. And the weight of sin, which the weight of sin is full separation from God. And so for the first time in the cosmos, the Trinity will be broken a little bit temporarily. And I said, and and that and that overwhelming so that's, I, I don't want to dabble into heresy but i'm just thinking thinking it through as we should do in our faith but i'm just thinking about when he's up there he's thinking uh, the the bearing of the full weight of the full separation of god which is the punishment of sin full death full death i don't know what do you think well that's again full I, you know heresy can get a little t- wonky <laughs> But I, I, I think that there's an aspect to that because he does cry out on the cross, my God, is my God, why have you forsaken me? And I think it's the, when the full weight of sin, because I, it's not just in my mind, Jesus taking on the sin was not just at the cross. Right. Okay. It's, to me, it started in the garden. It was mm. the, the process, I think, of, if you will, drinking the cup Right. Cause in Matthew 26, it, it says he went, Jesus went away a second time and prayed my father, if it's not possible for this cup to be taken away, unless I drink it, may your will be done. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of people cut this cup of wrath, the wrath of God uh, to take away the sins of the world. But the idea that God and Jesus, because Jesus is God, the son of God, it's a, the Trinity is always one of those things that our brains, because they're human brains and they're, you know, not, we're not omniscient. It's really hard for us to, to wrap our heads around the, the full understanding of how Jesus can be God, but God can be the father, son, and the Holy spirit and all of those things. But the only way for sin to be paid for, think about the old sacrificial system the in the in the temple they had two goats or two sheep when it was the day of atonement and one they would slaughter and they mm-hmm. would sprinkle the blood over the the altar over the everything over the people and then one they would lay hands on and and that would be the scapegoat that they would send away from the camp and that was the way to atone for their sins it was kind of this dual thing and i think if you think about Jesus as the sacrificial lamb, the lamb who took the sin, he had to okay. do it kind of by twofold, like the dying, but also the being separated from. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And again, those of you listening to us, if you feel like we're dabbling in some crazy <laughs> off off center stuff, let us know and and holler at us and whatever. But but I think that that was the the full weight of sin. Yeah. As brutally as it as the as Good Friday was, mm-hmm. the flogging, the crucifixion, physically, I think there was it was more brutal for him spiritually and relationally yeah yeah yes okay i'm not crazy maybe i am i I don't don't, well maybe we're both crazy (laughs) but but i'm just thinking about i mean because he had dealt with rejection right he had dealt with i mean nothing like being murdered you know but a lot of those human things and and this is the final you know it, it says we don't have a high priest that we can't identify with us right right i think that's not so much about him just living the life of a human, although that's part of it. Yeah. I think it is this living in separation from, from God because yeah. of sin. Yeah. And think about it. How much worse feels like, how much worse for him when none of that sin was his. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's one thing to bear our own sin because we're the ones who messed up. Right, it's a whole other thing to be a pure, sinless being who has to now take on the entirety of the world's sin, mm. even though it wasn't his. Yeah, man, and he so, did it. Go ahead. Why? Yeah, why didn't he walk away? Right. I, I don't know. Yeah, well, because he was God and he was Jesus, and he did. I mean, he he had a mission. He, right. because and he the, also and, he loved us right romans and, and since the garden the whole end game has been restoration yeah and he said if this is the way all right i i will always go back to this verse but romans 5 8 oh is it 5 8 8 5 my blanket on this and hope does not know that's not it Biscuits, is it an eight five? I'm looking. Why am I like I'm looking for the but Christ loved us like when we were still sinners, but God showed his love for us by going to the cross for us even when we were still sinners. Why am I like I know what verse you're talking about? Yeah, I'm like my brain is just not Oh, friends, that's, you know, this has been a, I was woken up at 3 a.m. this morning, just completely off topic, completely unrelated. Um, there's a fire in. 5-8. Oh, it's. I found it. Oh, here it is. I just skimmed over it with my eyes. So anyway, I was up at 3 a.m. with a fire, um, family displaced. And I'll tell you, there's nothing more humbling than a phone call like that. Knowing that a family just got displaced from their home, um, everything destroyed. They they literally had the clothes on their back. Um, and just being called upon for that. Like, mm. yeah. And that we never feel equipped for that kind of stuff. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But Romans 5 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
like when we were still sinners when we're when we've messed up he still loves us so much that he went to the cross and died for us that's why jesus didn't choose not to because he loved us enough to value us to Mm. value us enough to do it that's crazy to me yeah oh man and and i i'd I'd probably jump in the gun a little bit but i it's just this whole thing of just going from the garden of gethsemane and, and the cross and then i'm just thinking about the upper room so after jesus has died and spoiler alert he rises again and um in case you haven't read the whole story but i mean but i mean everybody abandons him essentially except for um the marys and john right yeah Yeah. so mary mary the wife of clophis mary magdalene so mary and then john like that's that's the crew that hung around um and but when jesus when jesus in the garden of gethsemane he's not like i mean it says can't you just stay awake and wake and watch? But I, but I don't hear that angrily. No, no. I hear it like, guys. I wish you knew how important this was. Right. Like, like come, like come into, come into me, come in with with me in this. Partner with me in this. Right. United with me in the mission. You know. Don't fall asleep, which is physical, and also as a lot of things that Jesus did also talking about the future, but when he's dying, everyone abandons him, leaves him, Peter curses him, you know, and uh, when he goes to the upper room, right, they're all there. They say they've seen Jesus. Thomas gets a bad rap, I think, but he's there kind of like, uh, I think he's still very much grieving and he's like, yeah, okay. You guys think you saw him? Yeah, sure. Right. You know, why I think like, Thomas doesn't want to believe it. He doesn't want his heart right. to be ripped from his chest again. Right. Like, right. Yes. I, I, that's how I read. I don't read him as doubting, like, oh, I don't think Jesus could actually rise from the dead. I think he's grieving. And he doesn't want to follow shadows. Right. You know. Anyway, not important. But when Jesus comes into the room and he goes to him and he's like, It's really me, you know, he's not like downing everybody and when he sees peter again on the on the back went back to fishing and he yeah. calls him and he's like hey you caught anything like like the first time you know love that right. and he's not and he's and and at that moment is when he establishes peter but he's not about like you all left me right how could you you and you're the ones who were supposed to be my closest ones right you know he's just about his his love for them yeah. and he says and and I'm just gonna um, just establish something you couldn't even dream about, right? Right. And why? Why the cross? Now that just happened. Crucifixion just happened to be the the manner of torture of the day. Jesus was not the only person crucified. There was thousands upon thousands of people who have been crucified. Um, so his death. Well, that's important and it's gruesome and horrible. And we can't even imagine. Jesus was not the only person to ever go through that right right i mean not the actual like physical flogging to crucifixion that was not a singularly unique thing for him right but all of the rest of it right of the ability to restore humanity go ahead (laughs) correct well and and think about back to 
there's a reason God picked that era to bring his son into the world. Mm-hmm. And I think back to we and I, I don't know if we brought it up while we were recording or beforehand. This is sometimes they get confusing, but in in Moses when he's bringing the people, he brings them through the Red Sea. They're wandering in the desert. They were grumbling and there was the sins of Korah, right? Korah mm-hmm. got all, the sons of Korah, they got all cranky. They're like, well, why should Moses be the one to speak to God? Like, we think we should be able to talk to God. What is yeah. this? And so and then snakes break out, poisonous snakes, and they bite people and all these plagues are happening and people are dying. And God says, all right, Moses, make a bronze snake, lift it mm-hmm. up, lift it up and so that the company of people can see it. And those who look to the snake can be saved from their snake bites mm-hmm. from this poison. And so I don't think it's, I think there's a, there's a plan and a purpose God had to because jesus says the same thing i'm going to be lifted up like the snake in the desert mm-hmm. and so crucifixion would lift them up quite literally as a literal thing you know onto a, a whether it was an actual cross or just a, a pole um probably it had a cross beam whether it was looked like a capital t or like a lowercase t you know we we tend to make the cross very ornate now right we we wear <laughs> yes. them as crosses and we tattoo them on our bodies and it's it's a little disturbing if you think back to what a cross did yeah i saw i thought a video once about like if jesus had come now and um people were wearing syringes right for lethal injection anyway but yeah or a guillotine back when you know they were cutting people's heads off i mean or (laughs) it just it but at the same time the excuse me, the imagery is there of being lifted up so that those who look upon him can be saved. There was, you know, so God chose, God has his perfect timing. And I think sometimes we, we live so far removed from this story that we're like, oh yeah, of course that makes sense. But, but it didn't for the people who are in the, in the moment, right? None of it made sense for those people in the moment. They're trying to put two and two together and they're not coming up with four because they don't they don't even know that they have two and two yet. And so mm-hmm. I just think sometimes as we think through these stories that we don't neglect trying to really meditate on what what would it have looked like? Can mm. I can I put myself in the shoes of one of the Marys or one of the disciples or one of the Roman guards? You know, these, some of these Roman guards were brutal and just mm-hmm. horrible people. Some were just, hey, look, I got conscripted. I lived over there in Gaul and now I got to like. Well, we see that there, thing. right? Go ahead. We see, we see the guards who make fun of him and put the crown of thorns on him and who gamble for his clothes. But then you see the other ones, right? The one who stabbed him with a spear. We see the centurion. Who are like recognizing like, oh, this maybe isn't a regular Friday for us. Maybe there's something different. You know, I mean, a lot of crazy stuff happens on the cross. There's an earthquake, uh, an eclipse, great, you know. 
Yeah. Some people say dead people rose from their graves. I don't know. Anyway, that's getting too enough, but yeah. a lot of stuff happened. Yeah. But we, we shouldn't neglect the fullness of Good Friday and the fullness of what Good Friday means. And I think it's it's okay and very helpful to f- sit in the awkward, like harsh reality of Good Friday until we get to Sunday. Like, yeah. yes, we all know Sunday is coming. We we all know that the resurrection happened. We all know that Jesus came back to life. Yes. But let's sit for a minute. Mm-hmm. Well, traditionally, Saturday was a day of full fasting and prayer. Correct. Really from six o'clock Friday. Right. To through till Easter Sunday. Till, till sunrise. And that's why you had a sunrise yeah. service. Yep. Right. So sunset on Friday to sunrise on Sunday sunrise on, on Sunday it was a whole day of just and like you were supposed to be sad like none of the shops were open people traditionally were dressed in black you didn't really talk you didn't eat you just sat there yeah which I think is not a bad way to spend it actually yeah I think it certainly would remind us of the the weight of that sacrifice because i think we treat it cheaply yeah sometimes but again when i say these like declarative sentences i'm not necessarily saying everybody at all times okay please don't read that but we have a tendency as christians to not treat the cross the sacrifice of christ with the weight mm-hmm. it deserves yeah. and i think back so i'm gonna we're both actually preaching this good friday we've both been asked with that and and that's that's a pretty significant ask um so i want to do it justice and so i've been really looking into isaiah 53 and i just you know you think back to this is a prophecy several hundred years right mm-hmm. before jesus and and yet you can read Jesus right into Isaiah 53 without very much trouble. Yeah. You know, uh, he had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by man, a man full of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. I I don't think anything else needs to be said. Right. I mean and just knowing like god is just that big picture thinker like we've talked about before you know and i I think a lot of times people throughout historically at least have looked to whatever group they assumed killed jesus yeah um and it's like you know what everybody killed jesus (laughs) right (laughs) you know yeah and and nobody killed jesus i mean also you know like 
Jesus gave himself as a sacrifice because right. he loves humanity. Yeah. He just knew that there was no way for us to be with him. I mean, if you continue in that verse, um, we've all been like sheep gone astray, everyone. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all, right? Why? Because we've just went our own way. We talked about the son and the coin and the sheep and that Jesus is willing to redeem. Right. To leave everything aside, to leave heaven aside, to be born a man, to live a life of poverty and rejection. Yeah. To die a gruesome death because he said, I want to be united with you. Yeah. You know, what is John 3.16? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him wouldn't perish. Right. Have everlasting life. And that isn't just talking about physical death. It's talking about spiritual death. Right. So that when you die, you don't go to second death. Right. But you have a chance <clears throat> at eternal life in him. Right. And that's what he wants. He wants to be, he says throughout scripture, I will be your God. You will be my people. We'll dwell together. Wants communion and relationship. Mm -hmm. But Good Friday, don't, don't let Good Friday pass, pass through this year without stopping mm. and meditating and thinking and, and letting it hit you as hard as it needs to. Because Sunday is coming. So we can endure. <laughs> we can endure. But, you know, <clears throat> this will just probably be my final thought for time. But uh, um, we are, as in America, in the West, are very bad at mourning and very bad at lamenting. Yeah. And I think that's why we try to rush the good things. Yeah. You know, that's, I think that's why we try to rush Easter Sunday. But I think you, you can't fully grasp the sacrifice that Jesus did without fully grasping the weight of our own sin. Yeah. And you can't do that if you don't slow down. Right. And it's okay, I think, to look at your own sin. Absolutely. And to think God has redeemed the root of this right yeah he has made a way that this sin that i have will not consume me and there's nothing i did to earn it it's a free gift but it is a gift that i do have to reach out and take yeah i don't know so just at least that's what i'm going to be doing this good Friday is just thinking, is there any sin that I'm clinging to because of whatever reason that Jesus already paid the penalty for on the cross? And can I learn to walk in the freedom that the cross gives by choosing to walk, you know, in holiness in the way that he wanted me to? Yeah. But I don't think I, at least for myself, I don't think I'll get there if I don't really understand its weight. And I'm not going to understand its weight if I don't take the time to do so. Right. 
All right, friends. There you go. I promise next week will be different. Let's sit there for a bit this week, friends. It's it's okay to do that. It's okay to lament. It's okay to mourn. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to think through all of the horribleness of Good Friday. So, friends, we're going to leave it at that. God blesses us. Why? So we can be a blessing to others. We'll catch you guys next time.